0: Hey guys, it's Simmon. This is Brustling Unlimited as we are here on the 18th of October 2021 to talk about everything that went down tonight on Monday Night Raw and woo, that finish, not the way I expected it to go, but the result I expected was Charlotte walking out the champion. I see a lot of you in the chat, see a lot of you on Twitter going, oh, Bianca Belair got robbed. If Not to be rude, but if you thought that they were actually going to change the belt tonight and Bianca was going to go into the the Crown Jewel event with a chance to be a double champion, a little short-sighted there. That means you don't know how WWE does things. You didn't pay attention to the draft last year. I was all expecting Charlotte goes to SmackDown with her red belt. Becky goes to Raw with her blue belt. and Then they go, oh, hey, by the way, you need to swap belts. They did it last year with the tag titles. So I see like all the people going, oh, Bel Air got screwed. Who the fuck really expected a title change tonight? I didn't. So it's like, ugh, fans are all up in arms for nothing. Yeah, lame DQ finish. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. But everyone's saying that Bel Air should have won and Charlotte shouldn't have came out of this as the champion going to SmackDown and this. No, no. Because they want Becky to get that big win in Saudi Arabia. And if that happens, Belair can't be the champion on Raw because then both belts will be on Raw. But other than that, there was some good stuff on the show, I will say. I did think that there was some good stuff on tonight's Monday Night Raw. But with that, before we get talking about Raw, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. I also want to say thank you for watching us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash pro wrestling unlimited, and Twitter at PW With that, again, watching here on YouTube, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out in the live chat with a super chat or a super sticker donation. All super chats do get read of on the air, they're all very, very appreciated. But also remember, hit that button down below that says join and become a member, a channel member, and a member of the Unlimited Army. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcasts, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. But on the flip side, if you're watching on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out right below by hitting that download, uh, not download, that donate button, donate over there, or donate Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember, you can subscribe right here on Twitch one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription, or if you say, I don't have the money. I'm paying Jeff Bezos every month for Amazon Prime. Well, you can be like Gil Pedro and subscribe with Amazon Prime because if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games. There's not a lot of free games actually up there right now with game, uh, Prime Gaming gives you dlc stuff and in-app purchases for free and it also always gives you one free subscription to any twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month and i'd greatly appreciate it if you subscribe to us right here pro wrestling unlimited but there's another way you guys can support us right here at pro wrestling unlimited if you use the epic game store whether that's for V-Bucks in Fortnite to get your battle pass or your, your crew membership every month. Whether you're buying skins on Rocket League or getting that brand new back for blood off the Epic Game Store. Well, whenever you make a purchase on the Epic Game Store, use the creator code PWUNlimited. And you're supporting us right here for Wrestling Unlimited. Remember, Epic Creator Code PWUNlimited. And you'll be supporting us right here. <laughs> Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Whenever you make a purchase on the Epic Game Store, not only just on the Epic Game Store, I believe on your PlayStation, your Xbox and stuff as well. If you're getting stuff for Rocket League and if you're getting stuff for Fortnite. So with that, multiple different ways that you can support us right here on Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But let's jump right into it and talk about tonight's Monday night raw. With that Monday Night Raw, kicked off with Xavier Woods. No. Charlotte Flair skipped the whole paragraph. Charlotte Flair, she enters into the ring. She wondered why there's no celebration since it's her last night on Monday Night Raw. And she said that she'd instead have to defend her title against some rookie named Bianca Belair. She thought that there was a conspiracy against her considering Belair is technically part of Raw. It's not technically part of Raw yet. People thought that she was entitled when Belair was the one with two title shots in one week. She's like, how can I be entitled when this woman, Bianca, is getting two title shots? So I said to Belair can't beat her and told her to get to the back of the line. Went on for a little while and went on and on and on. Finally, Bianca interrupted and got a good reaction from the crowd. Biller said that this wasn't a conspiracy or favoritism. This was all deserved. Biller would have beaten Charlotte a few weeks ago if Becky Lynch didn't get involved. Biller said that she wouldn't be a problem for Charlotte soon because, well, after tonight, Charlotte's gone to SmackDown. Willard planned on having both belts in her arms by the next time we saw her on Monday Night Raw and said no one will stand in her way tonight. So I thought that was foreshadowing. I thought that meant, oh, Becky or Sasha is going to show up, if not both. I was wrong. Actually, she said the foreshadowing thing later with Nikki and um, Rhea. Once this segment ended, Xavier Woods is in the back with Kevin Patrick talking about how It's been, you know, just amazing to be in the King of the Ring tournament, but he also wants to win the King of the Ring tournament because he's wanted to do that for his entire life, basically. So he's following in the footsteps of other great kings like King Mabel, King Ken Shamrock, and King Booker, or or should I say King Booker. There you go. hey, don't get on me since Saturday for calling her a rookie. I didn't say that. Charlotte Flair did. I'm just reiterating what Charlotte Flair said. So, Kofi Kingston planned on being ringside tonight because he didn't want Veer and Shanky to get involved and cost Woods the match. Kingston said that it was Woods' dream to be king. Woods said that he planned on wearing a crown on Thursday. Kingston chanted, uh, Hail King Woods in the tune of New Day Rocks. Hail, King Woods. Hail, King Woods. Also, I want to say thank you to Big Mel Walter. Big Mel Walter in the YouTube chat for that Prime Gaming subscription. Really to appreciate that support. Again, thank you for your Prime Gaming subscription. we got a video package hyping up Seth Rollins making his way over to Monday Night Raw next week. And they also showed members of the Sacramento Kings in the front row. No, I get what you're saying since Saturday. And I think she's... No, I don't think. I know. She's been on the main roster for over a year now. So that's... That, you, it, your rookie year's done. Call them a rookie for their whole first year. Even if they win championships and this and that, like Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley got called up to... Technically, Rhea Ripley is a former Raw Women's Champion, current tag team champion. Technically, Rhea Ripley is still a rookie. A main roster rookie. Because, I mean... As long as it's your, still your first year. Whether it's your first year in NXT. Or your first full year on the main roster. You can be called a rookie. So like I said. Bianca. Not a rookie anymore. Because she came up last year right after WrestleMania. Rhea. Not, still a rookie. Still a rookie. She came up before, uh, right before WrestleMania. This year when she got her technical call up. So again. Bianca. Not a rookie, because you do rookie year. One year as a rookie. Rhea, yes, you can still call her a rookie. Um, So going forward, we had a just short of 10-minute match. It was like 9 minutes and 50-something seconds. Where it was Xavier Woods against Ginger Mahal. Winner moves on to face Finn Balor at Crown Jewel for the King of the Ring crown. Mahal took control early, and we went to a break like pretty quick. Mahal hit a gut buster and got a two off of it and maintained control until Woods hit a thrust kick before drop-kicking Shanky off the apron. Woods came off the top, but Mahal caught him in a strange-looking, colossal-like move. Woods was trying to ensure he was close enough to the ropes upon landing. Mahal made the cover, but Woods grabbed the bottom rope to break the hole or break the pin. Uh, Woods fought off Mahal and hit an impressive flying elbow drop for the pinfall win. The crowd was happy for this. Woods moves on to the finals to face Finn Balor. He put on the robe. Well, actually, Kofi put the robe on him, but not the crown. Good question there, Bangs. Did Rhea get her a title replacement? I assume because when they showed her and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong if I saw this wrong, when then I actually, I'll just pull up the Twitter. They showed her and um, Nikki. Later in the show, and if I'm not mistaken, they both had, um, they both had championships with them. I can pull up the WWE Twitter. Got, there's got to be a clip or a picture of that. I'm ninety nine percent sure. That. Let's see. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, they really just skipped right over that on Twitter. Twitter does not have that. It just shows Bianca wearing the white, the red hat. But I believe both Nikki, because I know, I know Ria had a belt over her shoulder. I don't know. I think Nikki's was around your waist, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, Gabriel, what does that have to do with tonight's Monday Night Raw? Just saying. Warm Hedgehog, please, with all the non-wrestling questions in the chat, if I'm not going to answer them, quit asking, you're going to get banned for spamming the chat, bro. Actually, I might not do another Dynamite on Saturday. I might be out of town on a work work assignment. And also, don't say I'm going to... Ooh, Gabriel, we had this talk before. Don't say that I'm gonna do things and not even know. You're not my boss or my keeper or whatever. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna call you fucking out right now. I'm getting kind of tired of you trying to control my chat when it's not your fucking chat. This is your last goddamn morning before you're banned. Like, I'm just gonna say it right now. I'm kind of tired of it. We <clears> have <throat> already had this conversation. Uh, Nicholas, AEW is not on Wednesday this year. I guess I gotta address this fucking shit now. Not on Wednesday this week. Because hockey, hockey has it pushed off. Then, in I think two weeks, they return to Wednesdays, and they will be the lead-in for hockey. They will air before hockey. <clears throat> going forward, Sarah Shriver was interviewing Austin Theory when all of a sudden Reggie came, and everyone was chasing Reggie. And Truth got, grabbed Reggie like he was going to do something to him. And for some reason, Austin Theory just stops Truth. From trying to get at Reggie in the 24-7 title made absolutely no sense. And she was like, Oh, you you wanna go at it? Let's do it. You and me in the ring. But remember, ask your mommy if you could stay up late enough first. Um, Nicholas Bishops says, I wish I could watch Crown Jewel, but I work hey, good thing. It's on Peacock, so just watch it as soon as you get off of work. Also, we will be talking Crown Jewel at the end of this. I will do my predictions at the end of the Raw review. There's a video package hyping up Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. And they said that later on, there will be a no-holds-barred interview. We got an Austin Theory match. We thought it was going to be Austin Theory Theory versus Truth. But Truth entered and then informed us that Theory didn't accept the match for himself. He just accepted a match. And that match, not against truth, it's against Jeff Hardy. Um, let me see. Hold on. Let me do some math really fast. Alan says I get off work three on Thursday, so I'll be three hours behind on Crown Jewel. East Coast or West Coast time, Alan? Um, Nicholas says raw is nine to 12 where I live. It's five to eight where I live in California. Um, exactly. We'll start the pay-per-view from the beginning. When I get home, I honestly won't be able to watch the crown jewel. I will be busy all day on Thursday. Gotcha. Gotcha. Anyways, Jeff Hardy versus Austin theory, seven minute match. Theory hit a neck breaker early off the apron. To the outside, which led to a break like 39, 30, no, 60 seconds or so. In. Like it was a minute, not even a minute and a half. Hardy mounted a comeback until Theory knocked him off and hit his finisher. pick up the pinfall when we came back. Like a lot of this was during the break. It went like a minute, minute and a half. And it came back and we got like another two minutes, maybe. It was like weird, weird. Um, Alan says, East Coast. So noon. You'll probably, yeah, you'll probably, if you get off work at three, be able to, mm, there'll probably be like an hour left in the show. I assume it's going to be a four-hour show. That's what usually what the, the Saudi shows are. They try to make them longer since they don't do as many, and they try to, like, you know, make the Saudi people happy by giving them longer shows. So I, I believe it's going to be a three-and-a-half, four-hour show from what I heard. So after the match, they already started taking selfies over Hardy's body and continues to celebrate until Hardy just popped up to his feet, grabbed Austin, and hit him with a twist of fate. Hardy then used Theory's phone to take selfies of his own. Uh, the card says, Sacramento was lit. I thought you would be out there, Tim. Me? I live like four and a half hours from Sacramento. I ain't nowhere near Sacramento, bro. I'm... Way far away. I can tell you exactly how far. I haven't gone to Sacramento in like four years. Fresno to Sacramento. I mean, technically, if you haul ass, you can make the drive in three hours. But if you drive normal, you know, don't want to get a ticket 60 miles an hour the whole way, a three and a half, four hour drive. I mean, it's three hours, no stopping you're probably gonna have to stop. Deal up at least once, you know. Um, Drew McIntyre approached Biggie in the back of gorilla position. They basically tried reasoning with each other after getting into it last week in their tag team match. Biggie suggested that they tried coexisting before beating each other up on Thursday. Biggie said, "Quote." May the best man win. And McIntyre responded with, quote, I will. Biggie did the big introduction on the microphone while staring straight at McIntyre. Well, I swear, Adam Pierce and Sony Deville were talking in their office until Charlotte Flair would interrupt. Charlotte complained about having to defend her title tonight and again suggested there was a conspiracy about her. What is she, the fucking female Sami Zayn? Conspiracy theories. Deville assured her that there was no such case of a conspiracy theory. Uh, the card says right. I know you're by Bakersfield, about an hour and a half, two hours from Bakersfield, with no traffic. Hour and a half, no traffic, two hours on a normal day. So I felt that it was a little odd with Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville just normal after what happened last week with the whole Sonya and Naomi stuff. Like Adam was, wasn't wasn't questioning her, like, hey, hey, was that favoritism? Was that nepotism? Was that desitism? you know? So it's like, I don't know. A little weird that they were just all copacetic. And I thought maybe there'd be some tension. But at the same time, they're not really the storyline. So, whatever. I was looking for more, hoping for more. Next up, we had a tag team match. It was the WWE champion, Big E and Drew McIntyre, against them damn dirty dogs, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode right at the start of the match. Ziggler tried to fame master her on the outside, but Big E hoisted him up and over the barricade into the timekeeper's area. The distraction allowed Rude to chuck Big E into the steel steps. McIntyre tried encouraging Big E as they went to a break. Um, the heels continued to work over Big E as Corey Graves suggested McIntyre wasn't helping because he wanted, he wanted them to soften up Big E before their title match on Thursday. Big E finally did fight off Ziggler and tagged in McIntyre, who suplexed Rude and Ziggler. McIntyre gave Rude a neckbreaker before giving Ziggler a reverse Alabama slam on top of Rude. At one point, Ziggler yanked Big Yee off the apron, and distract- the distraction allowed Rude to give McIntyre a spinebuster. Rude hoisted Ziggler in the air, and, ele- and they hit an elevated Feymaster for a two. Ziggler missed a stinger splash, and McIntyre headbutted Rude the match then came with Big E hopped back up on the apron. McIntyre tagged him, and he hit a big ending, staring straight at McIntyre like, Hey, this is what to do to you. So, Big E couldn't really celebrate because McIntyre grabbed him and wanted a handshake. Big E shook his hand, and they spoke about Thursday. Kind of can hear what they were saying, not really. McIntyre was about to leave, and Big E grabbed him, and they continued to Talk trash, I guess you can say. Street Profits in the back. We got old school Street <laughs> Profits here. They're running down things we're expecting here coming up. I like this stuff. I like what Street Profits do. Because they're great talkers and great hype men. Like, they can still go out there and be the Street Profits. Having cool ass, great matches and this and that. Like we saw tonight. But I also like their backstage stuff where they go, You know, Dawkins, we're gonna see AJ and Omos. Against arcade bro. You know, that kind of stuff hyping up upcoming shows and stuff. I think that's great for them, and it doesn't diminish them as, oh, they're just the backstage guys. Like, they're not just the backstage guys that hype up the upcoming stuff. No, as long as they do that, and they're still having good, good competitive matches on television, each their own. I like it, I like it. The Street Profits did a promo backstage. They spoke about being back on Raw. They talked about RK Bro, the odd couple, AJ Styles and Omos, the match coming up at Crown Jewel, and AJ and Omos interrupted. Styles said that they wouldn't be the new champs after Thursday, and if the Street Profits gave RKO or RK Bro enough of a beating tonight, maybe they'd give them a shot at the titles, put them at the top of the list as the first challengers. Street Profits then laughed right in Styles' face. There's a Kevin Owens package because KO coming to SmackDown. No, coming to Raw, coming to Raw, coming to Raw. Next up, Mansoor took on Cedric Alexander in a three-and-a-half-minute match. Then a nice little match. I thought they should have got a little more time. But Mansoor won with the slingshot neckbreaker. Mustafa Ali entered and issued a warning to Mansoor for Thursday. Mansoor then grabbed the mic, and this was great. Mansoor's holding the shut-up. And he cut a very passionate promo saying that he is now ready to prove himself against Ali, and then Ali was a pathetic excuse of a man. Ali acted like he was caught off guard and didn't know where this came from. All, Cause Mansoor all of a sudden's got confidence about himself. He grew a pair. He's ready to fight. We then got a commercial for Top Chef Family Style. Hosted by Megan Trainer and Marcus Samuelson on Peacock, there's a WWE tie-in. Naomi, Ms, Maurice, and Drew McIntyre will all be guests on, I guess, an upcoming WWE-themed episode of Top Chef Family Style. Next up, we had the no holds barred interview: Bobby Lashley and Goldberg. The interview took place from two separate rooms, so it was a split-screen kind of interview thing, and I go, well, what's the holds no-holds-barred thing then? You just call it a, a fucking interview where they're kept separate. I get it, no-holds-barred, because the match is no-holds-barred, but it's still kind of dumb, kind of dumb. So Goldberg threatened Lashley, who pointed out that all his threats were criminal, and he was doing this on live TV. Basically threatened to call the cops on him. Lashley said he was going to let Goldberg talk because Lashley was untouchable in the ring. Lashley wondered what Goldberg's son would tell his friends after Thursday. Goldberg warned that the more you talk about my family, the more you're going to suffer. Lashley said that Goldberg can only hope to survive and he would be begging for forgiveness. Goldberg wondered if Lashley even believed what he was actually saying. Lashley said, you've, you've faced a restricted Lashley in the past, but now this is no holds barred and I can do whatever I want. Lashley then said, you know what? This interview's over. Grabbed the mic, took it off, and as he was taking it off, Goldberg said, safe travels. Kill you Thursday, Bobby. And then walked off as well. It was all right. It was all right. The Riddle spoke to Randy Orton in the back, and he impressed, he was impressed that Orton pretended not to have a plan last week and was worried for a moment. Horton assured him that he did not have a plan. Riddle didn't believe him. Riddle said that the street prophets say that they want to smoke. But that gave him an idea. Horton cut him off and said, hey, hey, I have a plan. Win tonight and then win on Thursday. And Riddle goes, yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to win tonight. We're going to win on Thursday. There's a video package hyping up Keith a Bearcat Lee. Graphics said a Bearcat Lee, but Corey Graves called him Keith Bearcat Lee. They added some roaring bear noises whenever whenever Keith Lee would herk up. Rawr. And they said he's coming next week to the season premiere of a Monday Night Raw. And it's like we just saw him like three weeks ago, two weeks ago, when he beat up Tozawa. He's coming to Raw. No, he's been on Raw. Next up, non-title tag team matches with Raw tag team champions Randy Orton and Riddle against the Street Profits in a 10-minute match. Riddle wiped out Angelo Dawkins with a dive before Montez Ford wiped out both Riddle and Orton with a big-ass flip dive that led to a break about two minutes into the match. When we came back, Orton knocked down Ford with the clothesline and Riddle followed with a spinning gut-wrench slam. Dawkins... Dawkins tagged in and ran wild on Orton, no, on Riddle, hitting a double underhook neckbreaker for a two. Orton made a hot tag and gave four a draping DDT. Orton set up for an RKO but was distracted by Styles' music hitting. Orton looked to the stage to see Omas walking down. He then turned around and ate a phenomenal forearm by Styles, which actually caused the DQ finish. Styles and Omas then laid out both teams as the crowd booed. Orton got back to his feet. So almost knocked him down with his infamous roundhouse kick. AJ said, kick him! And he kicked him. I thought the match between RK-Bro and the Street Profits really good before the finish. Really, really good. Going to the third hour, they said big-time Bex. SmackDown Women's Champion. Coming to coming to Raw next week. But, they showed this cool video package and everything, and then Graves, gets, Graves said afterwards, but... Will she be coming as a champion? Dewdrop did another one of her cringy pre-tape promos, and Zelina Vega entered the stage as we got this second round Queen's Crown tournament match underway. The match went two minutes and 47 seconds. Maybe 45 seconds, something around that. It was less than 250, I'll tell you that. Basley used kicks until Dewdrop nailed the back suplex and followed it up with a cannonball. Baszler applied to Carafuda Clutch, and they kept saying on commentary, you know, Dewdrop's going to tap. She's got to tap. No one can hold out this long. She's going to get choked out, or she's going to tap, and she's going to this, and she's going to that, and then all of a sudden, she kind of shifts her way back on top of Shayna Baszler. One, two, three, boom. Dewdrop beats Shayna Baszler and advances to the finals of the Queen's Crown Tournament against, well, Selena Vega. Yes. It is Alina Vega versus Dewdrop in the finals of the Queen's Crown Tournament. Shocked that it's not Shayna. I saw a lot of people say that this was crap and BS and this and that. It's like, whatever. I thought Shayna would have made a great first Queen's Crown. You know, what do you call him? Queen's Crown? Because The the guy, you could just call him the King of the Ring. What do you call her? The Queen's Crown? Doesn't really make sense. Anyways, anyways. I thought Shayna would be perfect in this role. It's always good to give stuff like this to a heel. I'll talk about who I think is going to win here shortly, but yeah. Not the result I expected, but hey, getting what we're getting. Whatever. Whatever. So Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley approached Bianca Belair in the back. They welcomed her to Monday Night Raw like she wasn't on Raw a year ago. And they gave her a red-branded Monday Night Raw hat. And that's when she said... No one can get in my way like last time. So I, I assumed there was going to be some sort of interference, but there wasn't. Next up, Finn Balor took on Mace. And while he did so, Xavier Woods watched from the King of the Ring platform. Woods was watching from the platform on the stage, mocking Balor's entrance as his music played after the match. Because, well, Balor won in like 2 minutes and 45 seconds with the coup de gras. Balor's music hits, and Woods kind of like was teasing him and making fun of him and dancing to his music and whatnot. Woods pointed to the scepter, but Ballard yanked it away, causing him to trip off the platform. They got into a little heated argument there before Kofi came out and broke it up. See how it goes. Like, I can really see this going either way. Like, either guy can win this match. I Honestly, I'll make a prediction, but I don't think I'll even be confident in my prediction anyways. I'm just going to make the prediction that I, I honestly don't know who wins this Queen, this king of the ring. So going forward, we've got John Morrison meditating again. He was interrupted by this, the Viking Raiders. They asked him if meditating was good for getting ready for a raid. He says something weird. I don't even remember what. Didn't write it down and then Viking Raiders left, and he sat back down. He ran down the card for Crown Jewel before our main event. The main event tonight is for the Raw Women's Championship. It was Bianca Belair challenging Charlotte Flair. The match itself went 21 minutes and 45 seconds, and holy fuck was this a amazing match. This match was fantastic. Like, these two women... And I'll just say, like, when you say these two women laid it in, these two women had a great match, and fucking Charlotte got her face fucking wrecked. Like, I... I man, this was r- not rough in a bad way, but rough in, like, these two women went out there and said, "Let's just let's try to do better than Becky and Sasha from Friday because everyone was praising that match, and they might have. I think this match was better than Becky and Sasha from SmackDown. But Belair had the early advantage until Charlotte yanked her out of the ring and chucked her over the announce table, which led to a break roughly two minutes into the match. Belair was actually on the offense when we came back, so Charlotte cut her off and hit a back suplex. Charlotte tried to do Belair's handspring moonsault, but Belair got her knees up and didn't move herself. Belair followed with a delayed vertical suplex and got a two off of it. Belair tried to splash, but Charlotte got her knees up and followed this with a deadlift powerbomb for a two. Charlotte was then bleeding from the face. I think she was kicked in the face by Bianca. First I go, did she bite her lip? But then I think, you know, I think she got booted in the face or something. Probably probably off of that double moonsault that she's been doing the Andrade moonsault where you do the moonsault, you miss it, so you land the backflip, and then you immediately into another moonsault, and that looked a little rough. I think when Bianca got her feet up off of that on that, kicked Charlotte right in the face. So it looked like maybe Charlotte bit her lip or like this area down here. Or I don't know. I don't know exactly. I'd have to go back and see, but because I'm watching on the Comcast app, I don't get to rewind, no rewinding for me. There was a series of counters that led to Belair hitting a spine buster, but Charlotte rolled out of the ring and Charlotte kind of, I don't know if she's just selling like, like amazing. She, for a moment there, like the minute or two after that debacle where she got kicked in the face or whatever, and her mouth was all bloody and her lip looked busted, she seemed to out of it for a couple of minutes before getting her wits back into her. But she went to the outside. And so Bianca went after her and chucked her over the announce table, which led to another break. During that break, Shelly hit a slingshot dive and a series of counters after the break, which led to Charlotte hitting and missing a boot. Charlotte knocked Belair out of the ring and hit a moonsault off the top. She tried the natural selection, but Belair countered into a backslide for a two. They exchanged counters again until Charlotte hit a spear for a near fall. Charlotte yanked Belair to the corner using her braid. Charlotte missed a moonsault, and Belair hit a released German suplex for a near fall. They battled on the top, turnbuckle and Belair... Hit a sunset flip. Powerbomb. Charlotte suddenly just hit Belair with a chair. Cause a DQ. Like what? Match just over. Belair grabbed the chair. Hit Charlotte. And then Charlotte got out of the ring. And Belair standing there with the chair as the show goes off the air. What? This match was fantastic. This match was Phenomenal. And they end it like that. Like, damn. Damn, damn, damn. And the crowd didn't really know how to react at the end either. Like, Charlotte hits the, hits, hits the chair. You know, he hits Bianca with the chair. They call for the bell. And the crowd kind of just like, huh? It's over? That's it? What, what, Huh? So, I don't know. We'll see how it all goes on Thursday. But this is what I was expecting. Not a DQ finish but I was expecting Charlotte to walk out with the belt. So I'm not shocked there at all that Bianca didn't win the belt to keep it on Raw and then Sasha wins on, on Thursday or whatever. No, Becky's going to win on Thursday. And this, this foreshadowed that 100%. But speaking of Thursday and the crown jewel pay-per-view, or as Pat McAfee would call it, crown jewel, we got some predictions we got to talk about for that crown jewel. Let me pull up the full card for WWE Crown Jewel. As we've got, how many matches now officially announced? Nine, I want to say. Nine. Nine matches officially announced. The Crown Jewel pay-per-view. This coming Thursday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. With a one hour pre-show beforehand. And I think there was something else announced. Give me two seconds to go find that. Um, where was it? Where was it? Where was it? Bum, 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 here we go. So, WWE announced that the Ultimate Crown will air at 10 a.m. Eastern as a Crown Jewel preview and a special look at the finals of the Queen's Crown and the King of the Ring tournament. WWE will then air a one hour Crown Jewel kickoff pre show. At 11 a.m. Eastern. So we've got technically two hours of pre-show content. Before Crown Jewel goes on the air. One hour looking at the King of the Ring and the Queen's Crown Tournament. Which I don't know why we need a full hour for that. And then the normal one hour pre-show. No match has yet been announced for that pre-show. And I know I saw some people earlier today going. Oh they announced the pre-show. Mansour versus Mustafa Ali. Oh no no no. Remember we're in Saudi Arabia. Those are two Arabs. Mansoor always gets the spotlight in Saudi. So I would not, I would not expect Mansoor and Mustafa Ali to be a pre-show match. Now, hopefully they just add another match for that pre-show. Because my worry, and I hope they don't do this, and I feel bad for even saying it. My worry is that Zelina Vega versus Dewdrop ends up Queen's Crown Finals on the pre-show. You know what I mean? I wouldn't put it against them. But nothing has been announced for the pre-show. And you don't have to watch the the first hour, the the King and Queen's Crown, King of the Ring, Queen's Crown thing. You don't really have to watch that. That's not going to be much of anything. Usually the the WWE pre-shows aren't much of anything anyways. I'm probably going to end up missing the pre-show because at 7, no. I won't miss the pre-show. I won't be able to watch the Queen, Crown, King of the Ring recap, the Ultimate Crown thing because that starts at 7 my time, and that's when I'm taking the kids to school. But I'll catch the pre-show. I should be able to watch all the pre-show, and I know I'm going to be home by 9 for, for Crown Jewel. That's not a problem. But speaking of Crown Jewel in the show, though, we're going to be playing it by ear when I do the the um the, um review. I'm going to do it on Thursday, but we don't know exactly how long the pay-per-view is going to go. So if the pay-per-view goes long to where... It's over, and then I got to go pick up the kids from school. Then we're going to push the, the review. I'm not going to be able to do it right after. But if the show ends, I want to say if the show ends after. So if the show ends before, I have to go, well, no. 9, 10, 11, 12. Okay, so my kids get out early this week. They get out at 1 p.m. because it's early release week for parent-teacher conferences. So if the show ends well, before they get out of school, I can have my mom pick them up. We do the pre- the review right after. But if the show and no, if the show ends before I can go pick them up. If the show ends at just keep it locked to our social media so you know when we go live with the Crown Jewel review. It's gonna be on the fly kind of thing because I don't know exactly when the show's gonna end compared to when I have to go pick up the kids from school. So if the show's still airing when I gotta go get them, I'll have my mom go get them so I don't miss any of the show. But if the show ends close to when I have to pick them up, say it ends like 20 minutes before I gotta go pick them up, I'll go pick them up, bring them home. They can go play in their rooms and I'll do the review. <clears throat> but speaking of crown jewel, we got nine matches announced for the show. So let's run it all down. And I'll give you my predictions for the show. First off, we got Mansour versus Mustafa Ali. Now I'm going to say Mansoor, but I wouldn't be surprised if Mustafa Ali picks up the win yet. And what you're going to say. Well, Mansoor always wins in Saudi. True, but that's when he's facing non-other Arabic guys, if you know what I mean. Going forward in a Hell in a Cell match, you got Edge versus Seth Rollins. And I didn't realize until doing some research this week, Edge has only ever been in one Hell in a Cell match. Seth, this, if I'm not mistaken, is his third. I didn't realize that. But if I'm picking a winner here, I think I'm going to say Edge picks up the victory. I could be wrong. This one's one of those ones where I can see it going either way. But if I'm going to make a prediction, I'm going to say Edge. Going forward in the Queen's Crown Tournament, it will be SmackDown's Zelina Vega against Monday Night Raw's Drop. When goes Zelina Vega? I'm going to say you put this on a heel. The heel could ham it up, saying I'm the first. Just like Carmella was the heel when she won the first Women's Money in the Bank, I'm going to say Zelina the heel wins the first Queen's Crown tournament. Going forward in the King of the Ring tournament, finals are Finn Balor and Xavier Woods. I have no clue who wins here, but it'd be cool to see Woods based off of everything he's ever said about, I want to be King of the Ring, King of the Ring, King of the Ring, King of the Ring. So I could really see them giving it to Finn, but I want Woods, so my prediction is going to be Woods. In a no-holds-barred match, we've got Goldberg against Bobby Lashley. And honestly, I think Goldberg wins. I do. I think they're going to go Goldberg avenging his family. With the Raw Tag Team Championships on the line, no. Yeah, with the Raw Tag Team Championships on the line, RK Bro will be defending against AJ Styles and Omos. And I think you got to give it to RK Bro. They retain the titles, and then they can go on and defend against the Street Profits or whoever other team is coming over from SmackDown. With the SmackDown Women's Championship on the line in a triple threat match, Becky Lynch will be defending against Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. And do I even have to think about this? Nope. Becky Lynch. Becky retains the belt. Going forward with the WWE Championship on the line, Big E will be defending against Drew McIntyre. And because what I think is going to happen in the next match, this match, Big E retains over Drew. Drew then moves over to SmackDown. Then we got our main event, the best thing going in all of WWE right now. It's the Universal Championship on the line. Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar with the big question, where does Paul Heyman's allegiance lie? Is he with his tribal chief, Roman Reigns? Or is he with his good friend, Paul Heyman? Remember, no, with his good friend, Brock Lesnar. Remember, we've seen Paul Heyman turn. On his trusted associate in the past, Driver Series 2002. He screwed Brock Lesnar and helped the big show become the WWE champion. Ooh. Maybe, maybe Paul's playing both sides. Maybe Paul's screwing Roman and with Brock, or maybe Brock's just fucking with Roman's mind, saying, my good friend, Paul Heyman, my advocate, Paul Heyman. But if I am looking at where I think this is going, Roman Reigns successfully retains the Universal Championship on SmackDown. Well, for SmackDown. The belt will probably stay on SmackDown regardless anyways. I don't know. Crown Jewel, Roman retains. That's where I'm going. I'm going Roman Reigns. But with that, guys, that is everything we know so far for the King of the Ring. No, the Crown Jewel pay-per-view. Literally, it says King of the Ring right here on my screen, so it confused me that's everything we know for the Crown Jewel pay-per-view coming up this Thursday at noon noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, with technically two hours of pre-show coverage before that. So with that, if we do hear anything else regarding the Crown Jewel pay-per-view, well, you know, we'll have it right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. So with that, guys, let's go to the polls and see what you thought of tonight's Raw. As far as the Twitch poll does go, 82% of you liked tonight's show, 9% thought it was all right, and 9% didn't. As far as the Twitter poll does go, 50% of you thought it was just all right, 30% did not like it, and 20% liked, excuse me, liked tonight's Raw. And looking at the YouTube poll... 60% liked the show, 25% thought it was just all right, and 15% did not like it. With that, we go over to the text messages. Let's load that up right now. Why that loads, I'll look at the chat. Okay, Ballad said, what about Kyle Larson? I thought Harvick was going to spin Keselowski. I thought it was a great race. Heyman turns on Roman Reigns. Oh, Sunday's race in Texas? Oh, boy, was that great. Oh boy, was that a great race. Like it started off slow and everyone was just doing their thing and biding their time and taking it easy. But then when we got to like 75, 50 to go, they said, "Oh crap, this race is coming to a close. We need we need points. We need to get into them fucking final four. Oh boy. Great race to Texas though. Great race to Texas for Kyle Larson, one of my all-time favorites. Picking up that dub and will be, will be racing for a championship for the first time in his career. Um, this person here states, I think we all did it right tonight. I love main event until Charlotte Flair got herself DQ'd. And who do you see still champions after crown jewel where he talked about all that versus Shayna Baszler. Shayna losing was kind of BS, not gonna and was ex- what, not gonna what? Yeah, no, I'm not reading that. Not gonna what? Not gonna and expecting. Not gonna expecting what? It says, do you think Finn Balor and Zelina Vega going win? I'm gonna try to decipher this one. But you guys, you get shit together. People can't, can't, write. Do you think Finn Balor and Zelina Vega going win both Queen and King and Queen Tournament after Crown Jewel. Uh, I already talked about that. Uh, I already talked about my predictions. says I'm going to the house show in Roanoke in November. Awesome. Um, I'll send pics from the show. Yeah, you can send them here either via text. Most uh, The best way to do that would be through email, which would be um, staff at gmail.com. Or you can send it to us on, on Twitter as well, at PW Unlimited. other says, can you rewind on Peacock during live stuff? Asking because I'm not going to be able to watch Crown Jewel right away. So, I know you can rewind what you've been watching. So say, actually, no, there's nothing live right now. So say you've watched two hours of the show. You can rewind what you've watched, but I don't think you can rewind... As far as, and maybe they've fixed this since the last WWE pay per view. I don't know if you can just click start from the beginning. But I know you can rewind what you've been watching. I've never tried to come into something late on Peacock Live. So I don't know. It says, with the rumors of carrying cross news, what are your thoughts? Do you think it's a good thing? Or is it making his main roster run worse? I don't know because we didn't see anything tonight. So since we didn't see him tonight, I don't know exactly what all the changes are going to be other than we heard he's going to get new music. Um, Versus says when you get a Fortnite support, a creator code. We got approved over the weekend for a, not a Fortnite creator code, but an epic creator code. So as we stated earlier, you guys ever get V bucks for Fortnite, buy skins for Rocket League, or buy games off the Epic Game Store? There's a deal on the left, right hand side. Before you click Finalize My Purchase, it'll ask you for an Epic Creator Code if you want to support any creators. You put in PW Unlimited, and boom, you're helping us out right here at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. You're already, it's not going to cost you anything extra than what you're already paying for either your V bucks or your skins for Rocket League or whatever. So, whatever you're buying, you put that in there we actually get a percentage of that purchase and it helps us out right here PW Unlimited with that guys that is it for the text messages I want to say thank you for joining me here twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited and twitter.com forward slash PW Unlimited we'll be live again tomorrow talking NXT 2.0 it's the I guess you could say go home show final show Before next week's, I think it's next week. Is it next week's? Yes. Next week's Halloween Havoc event. But with that, guys, have a great night. I will talk to you later. Have a good one.